Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Tay Learning. My name is Olivia. And my name is Danny, and we are your co-hosts. And today is very exciting because we have a long-awaited From the Vault Muses episode, and this one's all about Harry Styles. Okay. All right. So the last time that we did a From the Vault Muses episode, it was regarding John Mayer. And that's because, you know, Speak Now Taylor's version was hitting the scenes and would have, could have, should have had come out on midnights. And so we're like, okay, well, we just need a little, little unpacking, little unpack time, and then we can put John Mayer to bed. Harry Styles, we've been asked about doing other from the vaults, and honestly, I thought we were going to do Joe Jonas first, but Harry Styles were like, okay, well, we're getting 1989 Taylor's version, let's see what tea she spills. Not only did she spill tea, it is alarming how much tea we just missed. (laughs) There's so much that it was genuinely shocking. I was doing my research for this episode, and I was just tailoring things left and right, and I thought we did this last year. <laughs> you know, we we did because I went back and listened and that was our first Muses episode and we did a great job for it being our first Muses episode, our first deep dive on a relationship of hers for the podcast. I think we did a really great job for the tools that we had at the time. Mm-hmm. Since then, we have grown our talent of deep diving exponentially and while nothing that we oh, said yeah. was incorrect, we definitely omitted a lot of important parts of the puzzle and we cut it a little bit short in my opinion like yeah we got through the relationship in the public eye but that's not where their relationship ends even if it's where people think that it ends that you made a really good point about how our researching skills have grown so much since then because we learned that over time how to search up like old tweets old interviews and how to rifle through like source material versus a witness said and I I think that you guys are in for a very very good deep dive of Haler in this episode it's going to be a treat we get asked a lot like why Taylor is so dramatic with her brief relationships oftentimes people citing Harry Styles because their relationship seems on surface as though it was a three-month fling so what is the deal and Big spoiler alert, it's not a three-month fling. Even in the first Mm -hmm. episode, we talk about how it began before October when things got a little more public, November, but it goes on and on and on, and it's just one of those relationships, like Taylor likes to say, we all have one. Where it just keeps coming in and out of your life, we all have one. Harry Styles is hers. I stand by it. Anyway, we've got a big timeline, but before we jump into the timeline, before we start talking way too much, let's hear from our sponsors. Meet you right back here. So Olivia is going to kick us off here in a second, but before she kicks us off, I just want to take a moment to tell you to pause and evaluate. When was the last time you listened to the original Muses, Harry Styles? Because if it wasn't in the last, I don't know, six months, go listen to it again and meet us right back here because we're going to really quickly gloss over the big points of that timeline. But I think that the full picture needs all of the meat. So go back and listen and meet us back here. Do your Tay homework. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. Not the Tay homework. <laughs> okay, you're up. Tell me when they met. All righty. Our boy, Harry Styles, and our girl, Taylor Swift, met on March 31st, 2012 at the Kids' Choice Awards in L.A. Justin Bieber was close with Taylor at this time because he was close with Selena Gomez at the time. Uh, later that week, Justin had Harry 
and Taylor over at his mansion, and he later says to the Daily Mirror that, quote, one of the biggest artists in the world thinks Harry is so hot, but I have been sworn to secrecy. And he also hints that Harry and Taylor exchanged numbers at the Kids' Choice Awards and really hit it off. On April 8th of 2012, Taylor and Harry are both in New York, and Taylor is seen at a museum, and someone tweeted that they saw Taylor and that her, quote, boyfriend is so hot. That's suspicious. Sus. But after that, he leaves for Australia. Again, we talk about this in the original episode, but he is seen kissing somebody in Australia. He texted Taylor to warn her, oh, I'm saying goodbye to a friend, when, no, they were playing tonsil hockey, but at least he tried to cover his bases. But Taylor did not like that, and she did throw some shade on Instagram at him, basically being like... You're a cheater, through a song, of course. And Mm -hmm. then they, according to sources, took a break. And then this part doesn't have to do with Taylor and Harry per se, but it kind of gives a full picture of what their lives looked at at this time. In July of 2012, which is four months after her and Harry stop seeing each other, Taylor starts dating Connor Kennedy. If you haven't listened to our deep dive about Connor Kennedy, that does exist. Highly recommend. There's a lot of really intriguing information about their relationship and Taylor's relationship with the Kennedys as a whole. I personally highly recommend. Anyway, fast forward a couple months, September 2012, Taylor and Connor break up. Taylor and Harry both respectively do their own interviews with Nick Grimshaw, affectionately known as Grimmy, in October, like back to back in October of 2012, where they both kind of are like hinting at being in relationships. Again, we give you the full breakdown in the original episode. And Taylor does tweet that or the day after her Grimmy interview on October 6, 2012, quote, I feel like I'd be more understood if people know I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith is how most of my emotions sound in my head. It's a great song, by the way. There's like speculation around all this that at this point they're actively seeing one another again. That's Mm -hmm. at least my guess based on what we know. And people have even spotted them at, like out at dinner together around this time too. So speculation is is bubbling. And in October of 2012, Seventeen Magazine has an interview with Harry. They don't really timestamp when he said this, but it was published in October of 2012. And he says that Taylor is his celebrity crush. They quoted Harry saying, Taylor's a really lovely girl. Honestly, she couldn't be a sweeter person. She's a great girl and she's extremely talented. She's one of those people who you meet who's genuinely a nice person. Some people you meet and they are not as nice as you make them out to be. But she's one of those people who's just really amazing. On October 7th, 2012, Taylor Swift writes the first song for 1989, This Love. Red has not even come out yet. Red still got two weeks before it comes out. But she writes This Love, which... Next week, we're going to really talk about the Taylor Swift songs that are about Harry Styles Mm -hmm. and the Harry Styles songs that are about Taylor Swift, but really encapsulating them. But I think based on what we know at this point, that there's some serious real-life inspiration behind this love, especially if they were dating in early 2012, and then they split, and they got back together, and Harry's out here being like, she's lovely and talented and nice. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of touch on this love a little bit before we kind of dive deeper, the whole premise of it is I let this love go and this love came back to me. So it kind of goes along with the timeline a little bit. And then just for context sake, on October 22nd of 2012, Red comes out, OG Red. Red, of course, the quintessential breakup album. 
On November 4th, 2012, Harry's interviewed with UK Cosmo for the December issue, and he's asked if he's dating anyone. And he says, quote, there's someone I like. If you're shown in the papers with other girls when you like someone else, that's difficult. But still, I think it's important if you're thinking about starting a relationship to do it away from the spotlight. And asked if he has a type, quote, I thought I did, but this girl I like isn't my type, quote. It's more about the person, how they act, their body language, if they can laugh at themselves. I find ambition really attractive, too. If someone's good at something they love doing, I want someone who is driven. To me, this reads is just so tailor-coded. Like, if you're shown in the papers with other girls, I'm like, okay, well, we know that that's difficult. We want someone driven. Well, Taylor Swift is (laughs) is as driven as they come. So, very sus, Harry. Yeah, and driving the point home... Three days later, November 7th, 2012, Taylor is seen wearing Harry's paper airplane necklace, which fans knew that this paper airplane necklace was Harry's. He wore it all the time. And now Taylor is out in public wearing it proudly. And she even wears it again the next day on November 8th. Oh, yeah. I remember being a mega directioner at the time. And the paper airplane is just a staple of Harry Styles. It is the thing to identify him by was that paper airplane necklace back then. So that rocked the world mm-hmm. because, I mean, shit, she might as well have been wearing a Letterman jacket. That's crazy. Literally. Well, he flies to see Taylor, Harry does, a week later, he flies to LA to see her. And the next day, on November 15th of 2012, Harry watches Taylor's X Factor rehearsal. And sources say, quote, after she finished, he went up to the stage. They were joking and laughing. He picked her up and threw her over his shoulder and carried her off. This just makes me giggle because I would also fall so hard. (laughs) He had a lot of riz for an 18-year-old. Like, we don't talk about that enough. A lot of people like to talk about their age gap, particularly coming off the Connor Kennedy relationship. And we'll talk more about our feelings later in the episode. Mm -hmm. But he acted pretty mature for his age and definitely was like a Riz God at this point. I would have fallen hard as well. It just seems so cute. But anywho, (laughs) later on December 2nd of 2012, there is that famous Central Park public date with Harry and Taylor and if you don't know the one we're talking about look up this date look up Central Park you'll know by looking at these pictures I guarantee you've seen these pictures before later that night they have dinner together in New York as well so they're just out and about going on public dates together The next day, Harry and One Direction perform at Madison Square Garden. It was huge for them. They sold out the garden. And Taylor was at the show. They had a karaoke party later that night. There's lots of pictures of that. They're very cute. Go find them. They're easy to Google and find. But around 4 a.m., Harry and Taylor go back to their hotel hand in hand. The next day, December 4th, 2012, Harry is seen leaving the hotel in the morning. And he's also wearing the shirt that he was holding in his hand walking into the hotel room night before and he's also seen coming back that night december 4th to the hotel again with a duffel bag slutty um (laughs) they both end up attending emma stone's birthday party that same week in new york and a source said quote taylor and harry were being very smoochy they definitely looked like a couple they held hands and harry seemed really protective of her and kept his arm around her during the party they're not trying to hide it and that night she was also wearing his necklace 
the next day, things are like happening every day at this point. Next day, December 7th, 2012, was the Jingle Ball Festival of 2012. So redundant. Anywho, they're filmed kissing and hugging backstage a lot. Like there's, this is the first time we've gotten like true video evidence of their PDA. And that night, Taylor and Harry take her private jet to London. On December 9th, Harry takes Taylor to meet his mom and sister. And I just want to put it out there. Gemma Stiles, his sister, is really scary. She's like hot scary. Is she scary because she's really good looking? Or is she actually terrifying? I don't know. That's a big intimidation moment and a big step up because I know Gemma's protective of Harry. (laughs) Oh, she's big sister. She's big sister. (laughs) That's why she's scary. I'm like, what do you mean she's scary? Nah, she's big sister. Because she's big sister where her little brother Mm -hmm. is in the most famous boy band in the world at this point and everybody wants him. Like, that was a running gag in the One Direction fandom at the time was, Gemma's scary. Do not get on Gemma's bad side. And the reason why people think that she met Harry's family at this time is because Harry's mom, Anne, posted to Instagram a picture of three girls with their feet up on like a coffee table or something. And it says girls chilling. Who's the third girl other than Taylor? Makes sense. On December 10th, Taylor attended One Direction's performance on the X Factor finale. And then December 11th, Taylor and Harry had dinner with Harry's sister, Gemma, and her boyfriend. And an eyewitness said, quote, Harry and Taylor were putting spoons on their noses and fooling around with each other and taking pictures of each other. After that, they stood and were talking and Harry kept putting his hand on Taylor's bum. Taylor had her (laughs) arms around him a lot and they were really close all night. They seemed like they got along really well and they got on with Harry's sister and did seem like a normal couple. They were sat together opposite Harry's sister and you could see Harry's hand on Taylor's lap the whole evening. P-D-A, am I right? In front of family. Oh, gnarly. The next day, December 12th, 2012, they visit the Lake District and take a photo posing with birds. Witnesses say, quote, Taylor and Harry were nice and charming. They were dancing around to the seasonal music being played. Very, very normal couple vibes. They were dating. Take me to the lakes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Joelwyn. You didn't have an original experience. (laughs) Literally, though. (laughs) No, that was mean. Okay, the next day is our girl's birthday. It's December 13th, 2012, and it's her 23rd birthday. And a source said of their day together, quote, later in the afternoon, the couple left the private home in North England that they're staying at and took a drive around the English countryside. Styles was driving his Range Rover, and he took Swift to his local golf club to have a look around. They then stopped, get gas, and noticed they were being followed by a pap on a motorbike. They felt sorry for him and brought him a coffee. They then drove to a quaint little village called... Great Budworth, and stopped at George and Dragon Pub for a bite to eat. After staying there for just over an hour, Swift and Styles could be seen laughing and joking as they headed out. Unquote. Taylor did later say that it was her best birthday since her sixth birthday, and there were rumors that Harry bought her a vintage Jimmy Choo bag that she was carrying in paparazzi photos. Oh my goodness. You know she just felt on top of the world during this birthday. Especially like this is after her shitty 21st birthday where Jake Gyllenhaal left her crying. So I'm sure she's putting so much onto the relationship because of this moment. Mm-hmm. All right. The next day, December 14th, Harry drives Taylor to the airport. They're photographed in the car together. And just four days later on December 18th, he flies to L.A. to see her, even though he just sent her on a plane four days later. 
That night, they go to Shamrock Tattoo Parlor at 1 a.m. where Harry got his ship tattoo done. A witness tweeted, quote, I wanted to cry because he couldn't take his eyes off of her, end quote. They are scorned by paparazzi when they're trying to leave the tattoo parlor, and she's also seen with that same bag that he is rumored to have gotten her for her birthday. On December 19th, 2012, Taylor and Harry go grocery shopping with Taylor's mom, and the next day on December 20th, One Direction is at the X Factor season finale red carpet in L.A. Harry is there asked by a reporter how Taylor is, and he responds, very coy, she's good. The next day, December 21st, 2012, Harry and Taylor go to Park City, Utah for a ski trip with Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber, a little double date, if you will, and they are seen sharing soda over lunch and they later get dinner together. Witnesses say, quote, they looked happy and in love. Of course, we know during this infamous trip, that is where Taylor and Harry got into their snowmobile accident. We talk about that a lot in Out of the Woods last week, but let's build on that a little bit right here. It's got to be horrifying to be in this new fresh relationship and then have your life flash before your eyes, which is pretty much what happened to them. And I have a very strong theory that they were trauma bonded by this, which Mm -hmm. is a very real thing. I am not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I cannot deep dive that specifically. Go look it up yourself if you'd like to. But trauma bonding is real. And I think that since both of them watched their lives and each other's lives flash before their eyes, they probably were really close after that, or at least thought that they were Mm -hmm. felt thought whatever and just a couple days later december 23rd harry tweets chin chin again chin chin again dot 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 and this was hinting at that infamous snowmobile accident and harry had to get stitches in his chin which is why he said chin chin again as an 18 year old boy would make a joke Mm-hmm. The rumor mill, of course, spit out a bunch of things about her being at the hospital with him. And she ended up saying much later that she specifically asked people to their face, please don't tell anyone about this in lieu of NDAs because they didn't prep NDAs for an accident to happen. Mm-hmm. But we know that this was a pretty intense time for the two of them. On December 24th, Christmas Eve, Harry is seen with that bandage on his chin. But on Christmas Day, the next day, a source did say that Harry and Taylor spent Christmas together. They must have separated for a bit because on December 28th, Harry is seen flying to New York City to see Taylor, and that is when we get into New Year's Eve, which is one of those kiss scene around the world, one of the first times that she had a very public moment with somebody up until oh, Argentina yeah. this past weekend, <laughs> um, or a couple weeks ago once this airs, but we see them uh, do a little smooch time in Times Square in New York with many camera phones present. And later in that night, in the elevator in their hotel, hotel witnesses say that they couldn't keep their hands off of each other someone tweeted quote i just rode on an elevator with harry styles and taylor swift while they made out it was beautiful another tweet reads that awkward moment when harry styles and taylor swift were making out on the same elevator as you freaking out Another tweet. Harry and Taylor were the most adorable couple I've ever witnessed. They looked so happy together and it was so sweet to see them in person. That night, they take off for their trip to the Virgin Islands, and Taylor is again photographed with that chimichu bag he got her for her birthday. You're telling me that they were just making out on the elevator with other people present? According to tweets. Two separate tweets unrelated? Three tweets. Three tweets? Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Good for them to be young and in love. Literally. 
Well, they're off to the Virgin Islands, and that's pretty much the last of the good, right? Well, (laughs) for now, because we've entered 2013. They have, you know, dinner in the Virgin Islands, and a witness said, quote, Taylor constantly had her head on Harry's shoulder. They were very close to each other the entire time and constantly leaning into each other. My sisters and I even saw them share a kiss. Yeah, apparently you and everyone else on the elevators in New York City. (laughs) And... Us Weekly reported that the trip was a surprise for Taylor, saying, quote, he, Harry, planned it and whisked her away. And after dinner, the couple returned to their boat. However, later that night, a drunk Harry, quote, left Taylor on their boat for a few hours without telling her where he was going. And when he returned, Taylor, quote, a former Tito Taylor, Tito Taller, I don't know, it's got to be slang. I took this from an article directly. It's a real world. Real world. Real word. A person who never drinks alcohol. I've never heard of this word. But Taylor, being a former person who doesn't drink alcohol, was knocking back cocktails and was, quote, crying and furious. Allegedly, she called him a dick and accused him of running running around with other girls. With some other girl. Some other girl. (laughs) I like the image in my head of her knocking back a cocktail and being like, you're a dick. Or you dreamt of my mouth before it called you <laughs> a lying lie. traitor. <laughs> yeah, a, a dick or a lying traitor. She couldn't put before my mouth called you a lying dick. The next day, January 4th, 2013, this is the day that is rumored that Taylor and Harry apparently mutually decided to end things. There are rumors out there that it was mutual. I don't know if I believe that necessarily. Harry left to party on another boat, leaving Taylor alone on their boat again, I guess. And she was photographed wearing a blue dress, sitting on a boat, looking forlorn. And this image goes viral. You know, everyone's making jokes about it. She just, in retrospect, it is funny. It wasn't funny for her at the time, I'm sure. But it's kind of funny. Blue dress on a boat. Uh. A witness in the Virgin Islands later said, I would never have guessed a breakup would come judging by their body language. Taylor constantly had her had her head on Harry's shoulder, and they were very close to each other the whole time. On January 5th, Taylor cryptically tweets, dot, 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 till you put me down, which is from I Knew You Were Trouble, which she's promoting at this time. But also, she and I were very similar in that we kind of subtweeted people using song lyrics. Later in an interview, we would find out that during this time, Harry was nonstop texting Taylor. That is what we have been told that was going on during this time when she left the Virgin Islands. While he was off drinking with a business magnate on his mega yacht, he was also texting her. Oh, my little brain. Oh, my goodness. On January 9th, 2013, Taylor is seen out and about for the first time since their split with a notably different purse. And I haven't seen her use that purse again in the rest of this timeline deep dive, which I think is significant. The next day, she records all you had to do was stay, but also she's sporting a hickey. (laughs) And just so we're clear, our girl is not the slut, slut, that people think that she is at this point. We'll talk about her divulging more information on that at this point, but I still think that hickey came from a Mr. Harry Styles. He seems like the hickey given type. Also, he was 18. (laughs) (laughs) Hickeys are like really interesting and hot until you're like 22. And then you're like, don't touch Don't you dare give me a hickey. (laughs) Hickeys are embarrassing. (laughs) You're embarrassing. 
On January 26, 2013, they both attend the NRJ Music Awards, but they don't interact. And then another award ceremony happens not long after that, and that's the Grammys on February 10th. And Taylor does We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, where she famously does I Still Love You in that tacky British accent, which is throwing so much shade, even though the song is not written about him. I don't think. And the next day, February 11th, 2013, the 22 music video is recorded and Taylor wears a green beanie, which is taken as a slight to Harry. Because it has the make fun of our exes. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> On February 17th, 2013, Harry's interviewed by a radio host and asked what he thinks about Taylor's Grammy performance, to which he says, quote, it's fine. She's a great performer and she always performs great. She's always good on the stage. She's been doing it for a long time. It was just another good Taylor Swift performance. That man's too wordy. That man is too wordy. He could have just said it's great. He, he used too many words yeah. to say the same thing. He's a little word vomiting boy, it seems like, and we'll point out when in the timeline, but later you can tell he gets some PR training (laughs) because he did not have any at this time whatsoever. He's anxious. February 20th, 2013, they both attend the Brits and they avoid each other. And when Harry is asked about the possibility of running into her at the awards, Harry responds, quote, I'm not worried about seeing her at all. She's a sweet girl, you know. I don't have a bad word to say about her. Now, I've got some Harry quotes coming at you because during this time, Harry did various interviews all of the time. One Direction was always put in front of the camera and in front of the mic. And during an interview in this period, Harry said, quote, I can't say I've dated someone less famous to avoid having songs written about me. I think it's people. You like people for who they are. So I couldn't say I want to date someone less famous because of the hassle. You like who you like. At least she's a great songwriter. It would be hypocritical for me to say she couldn't do it because everybody writes songs based on personal experience. And another quote from Harry, quote, the only time fame gets really annoying is that if you get into a relationship and you get into a place where you really like someone and then things are being written in the papers that affect them and how they see you, then it can get annoying. I think relationships are hard enough. So I think you have to completely ignore everything from outside. When you're in the opening stages of a relationship as it is, you're still under pressure of getting to know everything about a person. If you have a lot of people from the outside telling you what it is and they don't even know you telling you what your relationship is that's weird so i think you have to sort of block it out and you just have to have the relationship rather than think we're having this relationship play out on magazine covers and his poor little word vomit his poor little word vomit he's panicking <laughs> and what i kind yeah. of deduce from this is that he is okay that she's a songwriter because she's taylor swift oh yeah And because he probably knows that he didn't do anything truly that bad. Well, February 21st, 2013, Tom O'Dell and Taylor Swift go on a date. And Tom O'Dell is a British musician. He's got some good stuff. Big fan of his song, Long Way Down. That kind of gives his vibe. But they go on a date. And later, much later, years later, he releases a song called Country Star. And Country Star has lyrics like, picture this. I'm in an English bar with a young American country star. She's telling me all about her new guitar. She's a little bit clever, a little bit daft, and a little bit happy with a broken heart. If this is about her, which it sounds like it is, I don't love that he called her daft, but I don't think he meant it in like the bimbo way. I think probably all over the place way, which I would believe that she definitely was at this time. They're never seen together again, by the way, but that doesn't stop that date from having photographic evidence and him documenting it in song. 
on March 13th, 2013, the Red Tour begins. And notably, her surprise songs during this time of the Red Tour were heartbreak songs, such as You're Not Sorry, White Horse, Forever and Always. And as the months pass and what we think they, you know, their relationship becomes truly to an end at this era of their lives, they become a little bit happier as that time passes. On March 15th, Taylor Swift gives a very revealing Vanity Fair interview. And in my opinion, it's one of the most overlooked in all of her interviews. And she confirms that she's dated two people since 2010, Connor Kennedy and Harry Styles. She even says, quote, I'm sick of the tabloid saying I obsess over guys. Why would you obsess over guys? They don't like it. (laughs) It's a great article. I highly recommend. Maybe I'll link it in the details of this episode. But she gets very revealing in this article about the feelings about who she's dated. And then on April 11th, 2013, at a One Direction show, Harry sings his line in Little Things, quote, I'm in love with you. And Louis says Taylor Swift into the mic. (laughs) We believe that in April of 2013, that's when things kind of fully severed between Taylor and Harry at this point, because 10 months later, she wrote Clean, where she looks back retrospectively 10 months sober. So just timestamp April 2013 that seems like it's when they cut the cord I'd say for good but we've still got half this timeline to go so you tell me if it's for good and on April 8th 2013 in an interview with Wonderland magazine Taylor said she has quote no direction when it comes to her love life Skipping several months, we have August 25th, 2013. They both attend the VMAs. They were seen greeting each other with a hug and talking for a few brief moments. Harry was seated a couple rows behind Taylor and Selena Gomez. Hang on tight. This night is kind of messy. At one point, Harry was seen on video staring in Taylor's direction in his seat and he pulled his phone out of his pocket while staring at her. He then proceeded to type something out on his phone. After this, Taylor was photographed pulling out her phone to read something. Selena was reading it over her shoulder and was seen looking at Taylor's phone with her mouth open in shock. Selena then glanced behind them in Harry's direction and Taylor also glances back in his direction. So what do we think was happening here? Because I'm getting the vibe Harry was staring her down and texted her something risque of some sort, implying something, whether that's sexual or romantic. We don't we don't know. Something shocking to a best friend. She looked so good that night, though. She was in like one of her best so red carpet good. looks with her hair short and the curls and the slinky dress. Like, what if he texted her something like, you look so good tonight or anything, even maybe even sluttier anyway. than that? Also between Selena and Taylor, when One Direction is on stage speaking, the camera pans to Taylor and she whispers, shut the fuck up to Selena. And Selena like just looks up and keeps clapping at whatever One Direction's saying. And there was speculation for a long time that she was saying like, shut the fuck up to Harry. Looking back, I think that that's less likely. It's probably more likely that Selena was like, I'm not going to win this category or whatever. And Taylor said, shut the fuck up. But either way, that is what she said. Or it could have been something like Selena giving her banter about Harry. Could have been that too. Leave me alone. (laughs) Like that guy thinks you're hot. Shut the fuck up. And I'm not a lip reader, but everyone's been like, that's what she's saying. That's what, (laughs) that is what Taylor said. Then when Taylor wins an award for I Knew You Were Trouble, she thanked the person 
who that song is about because, quote, he knows who he is. The cameraman then panned to Harry. Also important to note that Taylor later said of her performance of I Knew You Were Trouble that it was easy to get into the emotion of the song with the person who it was directed at being at the show. This quote has caused a lot of people to speculate that the song is about Harry Styles. Danny and I are hesitant to get behind that 100% just because of the way the timeline is going and there's more evidence later. We'll break down I Knew You Were Trouble later, but does directed at equal about is the question I'm going to leave you with at this point. Taylor's very good at taking whatever song she's got in the moment and changing it to fit her current narrative. Look at Endgame. Lover. In Argentina. Lover. She had life back in Lover. Like, she has no qualms, at least from what I can see, of taking songs of her past and reapplying it to the now, right? So I have no doubt that I knew you were trouble. When she says directed at, yeah, she directed it at Harry. I don't think that directed at means written about. I 100% agree. At the VMA's after party, Taylor and Harry take photos with Ed Sheeran. Liam Payne later talks about this night as well in an interview in 2017. He described how Ed Sheeran, Taylor, Harry, and Niles sang along to him playing Purple Rain on piano. So no matter what's like, you know, going on in the relationship between Harry and Taylor, if she directed I Knew You Were Trouble at him, she's still down to hang around him. Also, Ed Sheeran said of this night that he was Switzerland and that you couldn't talk about one and the other without getting caught in crossfire. So there was definitely still tension there. But as Olivia put it, tension doesn't mean that Taylor's not going to hang. She likes to tension hang. Tension doesn't mean bad, per se. <laughs> that can build up to some pretty hot elevator makeouts. <laughs> That's the PG-13 version of what I was about to say and stop myself because my parents listen to this podcast. Hi, Mom. <laughs> August 27, 2013, Harry's asked in an interview what he would say to Taylor Swift if he ever saw her again. And he said, quote, you write really great songs. So awkward. He's got me and kicking my feet. <laughs> a lot of these quotes I watch the videos of and he's just so stinking awkward. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do with himself. And the way he like starts to get fidgety as the interviewer is like ramping up to this Taylor Swift question. And he's like, uh-huh. He just looks so nervous. (laughs) In mid-November of 2013, Taylor, Harry, and Ed Sheeran hang out with Courtney Cox at her house in Malibu. And fans think that this is so because Courtney follows them both on Twitter that same day at the same time. On November 21st, 2013, so a handful of days later, Harry is seen with Kendall Jenner on a date. I remember the drama this caused, searching in every model's bed for something greater. And that same day, Taylor tweets, quote, I've listened to Hold On by Colby Calais 45 times today. So on repeat, so important. And the lyrics for Hold On by Colby Calais are kind of like, I'm feeling further, feeling further from you every day. You're in the stars. You're worlds away. I'm moving on. And I hear you say, hold on. We're losing light. We're fading fast. You know, dramatic. Stop. You're losing me. (laughs) On November 24th, 2013, they both attend the AMAs. Nothing notable happens that I know of, at least. But they were definitely at another award show together. And Taylor looked great again. 
In November of 2013, sometime in November, Harry was interviewed by J14 Magazine, and he said, quote, I think a lot of the time you still have feelings for an ex, and sometimes it doesn't matter how long it's been. Sometimes you feel like you have unfinished stuff, and it's okay to get back together with them. Oh, God. They were both just so back and forth. It's fine. It's whatever. Oh, yeah. And just for context purposes, November 25th, 2013, Midnight Memories comes out. Which is One Direction's junior album. It's their third album. Totally blew through and Take Me Home by One Direction came out. But that's fine. That was all the way back in 2012. Midnight Memories was a banger. Highly recommend. December 17th, 2013, Taylor and Harry are seen with Ed Sheeran in London together. In January of 2014, so now we're in 2014. Wow. Things move so fast when you're just saying a timeline. Rumors spread about Taylor and Harry secretly meeting up with friends in Malibu several times. Interesting. And on January 22nd, 2014, Taylor Swift writes, I know places. February 1st, 2014. It's Harry's birthday. And it's rumored that Kendall Jenner planned a birthday party for him, but he did not attend. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I remember hearing about this way back in the day, and as somebody who did not like Kendall Jenner, but loved Harry Styles, I remember being like, (laughs) that's the the funniest thing that could possibly happen. Literally. Niall Horan is a sweet little bean, and he is just the most wholesome of the One Direction members. And this is proved all the time, but it's also proved right now on February 2nd, 2014, when Niall attended Taylor's show on the Red Tour. So wholesome. So good. February 9th, 2014, Taylor writes clean in the studio in the UK. Harry is also in London at that same time. And I know that there are people out there who are just convinced that clean is not about Harry Styles. We'll break this down in part two, why we think it is. Uh, So stay tuned for that. Just sit back and relax, take in the timeline. February 9th is my sister Kate's birthday and she loves the song clean. I wonder if she knows that. Oh, no. Shout out Kate. (laughs) On February 19th, 10 days later, Taylor Swift writes style. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Never going out of style. (laughs) On March 1st, 2014, Taylor and Harry attend a pre-Oscars party and are friendly with each other. A source says, quote, people may think that Harry and Taylor are not speaking or are not friends, but that's very much not the case. They've stayed in touch and were speaking for a while at the party. People think that they don't talk, but they're friends and on good terms. There are no bad feelings between them whatsoever. Another onlooker remarked that rumors of a feud appeared to be wide of the mark, and the couple seemed totally cool with one another. On March 17, 2014, it's reported that Harry Styles bought a house near Taylor's in Beverly Hills. It's low-key giving Taylor in the Kennedy compound. And the rumors were circling that it was only a couple of blocks away from Taylor's. This is kind of important for our song breakdown later, so pin this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you keep that in mind. In May of 2014, the number one trend on Twitter is hashtag Taylor is back. I remember that one too. Oh, I was, that was the month I graduated from high school. And I remember seeing that and being like, oh God, okay, we're dealing with this again, I guess. <laughs> on June 19th, 2014, Taylor adopts her cat, Olivia Benson. The model that she adopted Olivia from followed both Taylor and Harry that same day, which leads to speculation that Harry was with her on this day because they're friends. Taylor also later posts a video of Olivia on Adoption Day, and someone swears they can hear, like, Harry Styles' laugh in the background. Questionable. I don't know his laugh. 
like the back of my hand, you know, but that's what people think on the internet. That's what people say. <laughs> In August and September of 2014, Harry reacts positively, laughing and smiling, to fan posters about Taylor at his shows. And on September 8th, 2014, Taylor interviews with Rolling Stone. This is a beefy one. Stay with me. The article states, quote, Swift is still talking about, quote, bad blood when she starts to explain why she wants everyone to know it's about a female. Quote, I know people will still make it this big girl fight thing, she says. Quote, but I just want people to know it's not about a guy. You don't want to shade someone you used to date and make it seem like you hate him when that's not the case. And I knew people would immediately be going in one direction as she suddenly realized that she accidentally just referenced her ex-boyfriend's band. Taylor goes white. She buries her face in her hands. Why? She howls, cracking up. Swift won't say much about her relationship with Styles, other than that they're now friends. So funny. I mean, one direction. And the reaction to it says enough. <laughs> also, we know for sure that Bad Blood is not about Harry Styles. If you're thinking it, unthink it and go listen to our Katy Perry episode for the breakdown of that. But she was not lying. That was not her trying to hint that Bad Blood was about Harry Styles. Absolutely not. <laughs> In September, October of 2014, you know what's coming. 1989, OG era. 1989 came out in October. So what does that mean for September and October? Secret sessions. For those who don't know about Taylor Swift's secret sessions, basically before COVID, she used to invite fans to her home via Taylor Nation and signing NDAs. You can't talk about it. If you get invited, you would go to her home, sit on her floor, and listen to the album before it was released to the public. She would make you cookies, take pictures with you, have one-on-one time with everyone that was there. Super, super, super magical experience for those who got to experience it. Well, during one of these 1989 secret sessions, Taylor reportedly talked about a recent relationship that she had, and she compared it to Rachel and Ross from Friends because of how they always find their way back to each other. And it's known at this time that Friends is Taylor's favorite TV show as well as Harry's favorite TV show. In October of 2014, Gavin DeGraw, who's an artist, a music artist, revealed he had recently written a song with Harry called, quote, Not Our Fault, and I think it's a winner. It's about, if it doesn't work out sometimes, you can't necessarily just blame it on yourselves, you know? Sometimes it's what's going on around you. Sometimes it's other things that have nothing to do with the two people involved. Those factors that you can't control. It touches on that type of subject. It's a way of saying you're giving up, but it's not necessarily you're giving up because you don't love each other. Interesting. We'll talk about that one more next week, along with Harry writing the breakup song, I Love You, which was given to Alex and Sierra later on. Again, we'll talk through those lyrics for both those songs later, but it's important to know that Harry was penning some stuff and giving it to other people that might have been, you know, a little personal. Yeah, inspired by a certain blonde hair, blue-eyed singer-songwriter. Anywho, October 30th, 2014, Harry's mom tweets a funny picture with Harry's face photoshopped on Taylor, and Taylor likes the tweet, signifying they're on good terms, even with his mom. And Twist is so funny. I love Harry's mom. But three days before that, 1989 comes out. It's October 27, 2014, and the secret message story. So for those who haven't caught on yet, 
in Taylor's songs uh, pre-reputation, she would have secret messages for every single song that kind of gave the people who paid attention some hints as to what inspired the song. It was such good tea. But when you line all the ones for 1989 up together, we get, quote, we begin our story in New York. There once was a girl known by everyone and no one. Her heart belonged to someone who couldn't stay. They loved each other recklessly. They paid the price. She danced to forget him. He drove past her street each night. She made friends and enemies. He only saw her in his dreams. Then one day he came back. Timing is a funny thing. And everyone was watching. She lost him, but she found herself. And somehow that was everything. So dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic. I love. Interesting that, you know, whoever it was drove past her street each night. A few days after 1989 comes out, Taylor is interviewed on The Talk and is asked about Out of the Woods and if she is still friends with that person who inspired that song. She states, quote, with that song, it was definitely about the frantic emotion of a relationship that felt very tentative, that felt very filled with anxiety, which from my perspective was because the relationship I was writing about was very public. It was very scrutinized. There's sort of an undercurrent in that song of like camaraderie. It's weird because I'm so public about talking about my friends, but I never talk about my relationships. But it's weird when you have a romantic relationship that transitions into one of your really close friends. So it's like, do I talk about it? Do I not talk about it? But yeah, that song that I wrote was about the relationship that transformed into a friendship. Bullshit. Like, no offense, Taylor, no offense, but I cannot be your friend. So I pay the price of what I lost and what yep. it cost. Also, Brother, we don't all of us, all of us have done this. All right. All of us have done this, especially as women, mm -hmm. where we're like, yeah, no, we're, we're not together. Like, we're just friends. We're just friends. No, you're not. You are keeping that friendship so that y'all can get back together. That's all I'm saying. Or at least some, one of you hopes something like, especially in this case, like, we'll get into the songs later. I need to stop myself. Same. I keep mentioning songs. <laughs> They're important. They're giving. I'm just drizzling stuff, and we'll break it down later. That same day, One Direction is also interviewed, but by Yahoo, and they play a game that's essentially like Mad Libs. If you've never played, basically, the person who's running the game has a sentence in front of them and they need filler words, filler adjectives, nouns, verbs, and it's going to make a silly sentence at the end. You give your adjectives not knowing what the sentence is, if you're following. Anywho, the sentence that One Direction creates was, Louis Tomlinson got papped snogging Taylor Swift, which snogging, if you don't know, is a British slang term for kissing. And Harry does not miss a beat and jokes, I mean, you could have told me. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> November 5th, 2014, Harry is asked by a fan out and about if he's listened to 1989, to which he responds, quote, it's good, isn't it? November 7th, 2014, Taylor is on the morning show and is asked if the lyrics of style are autobiographical. She replies, quote, the song is actually about those relationships that are never really done. You know, you always kind of have that person, that one person who you feel like might interrupt your wedding and be like, don't do it because we're not over yet. I think everybody has that one person who kind of floats in and out of your life and like the narrative's never truly over. Do you they have that type of person in your life, Taylor? Like I said, everyone has that person. <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny. All right, girl. Oh, God. 
On November 9th, 2014, One Direction does an interview where the interviewer asked Harry if it's weird that Taylor Swift writes songs about him. It's weird that you're asking that question. He replies, quote, we always say that we write from personal experience. I think everyone does. It'd be hypocritical of us to be like, oh, you can't write songs. And she's really good. So they're good songs. So I'm lucky in that sense. And the next day, somebody posted that interview that clip particularly of Harry on Tumblr and Taylor liked it. They're really trying to push that friend narrative here. Uh, (laughs) Whatever they say. On November 17th, 2014, about a week later, Harry is asked again in an interview how he feels about Taylor writing about him. He says, quote, like I've said before, we all write from personal experience. So it'd be hypocritical to say that she can't. She's very good at what she does. Liam jokes with him, asking when he's been in the woods, and Harry replies, I've been in some woods. Ew. Like, I know that that's an Out of the Woods reference, but that sounds... <laughs> that's gross. That, I shouldn't is... know that information. <laughs> no. And this is the time that I referenced earlier in the episode where I feel like Harry started to get PR trained. His answers are sounding the same now because his PR team was like, boy, we need to sit you down and prepare you for interviewing about Taylor Swift because you are word vomiting all over the place. And and directioners are analyzing everything you're saying and Swifties are analyzing everything you're saying. And those are two crazy fan bases. So you got to figure it out, dude. Yeah. Here's three sentences to rotate through. (laughs) And then you are allowed to say one other phrase. Like I said, November 19th, 2014, Taylor and Harry attend the 1975's concert together. And a witness says, quote, I was on the floor and I saw them in what I believe was a VIP section. They were both dressed in black and they were very friendly towards each other. Unquote. Taylor posted a video on Instagram of herself at the concert and Harry could be seen in the background. It's very weird to think about that. And then like her somewhat... I don't know, dating, yeah, casually boning, happened. Maddie Healy, nine years later, whatever. On November 22nd, 2014, One Direction is on The Ellen Show. Ellen asks Harry if he sent Taylor 1,989 roses for the release of 1989. He says, quote, I know about the rumor. I don't know anything about the roses. I think it was, um, it might have been someone else and I may have falsely gotten credit. Do you think he did? I don't know. Did she get? 1,989 roses? I don't know. I don't know. I think that if he'd done it, he would have made some silly joke about it. Like, I think think he would have taken credit in a different way. Yeah. And he kind of looked uncomfortable with the question, too, and not in a I did it way. (laughs) More of a I wish I had thought it that way. (laughs) (laughs) On November 23rd, 2014, they both attend the AMAs. And on a red carpet interview, Harry's asked if he listens to Shake It Off, to which he says, quote, yeah, it's a great song. When Taylor won the AMA Award of Excellence, Harry was reportedly the first to stand and clap for her. He also whistled for her when she finished her speech. And after the AMAs, Taylor hosted a small after party in LA. Which is important because on November 24th, 2014, One Direction leaves LA to go to Australia, but Harry does not go with them. Later in an interview, Niall talked about the AMAs saying, quote, Basically, what happened was we just won three American Music Awards. Some people wanted to get straight to Australia. And then Harry here himself wanted to have a little party in Los Angeles. Isn't that right? Oh, my God. That's so naughty. (laughs) December 2nd, 2014, Taylor and Harry attend the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show after party in London. On December 18th, 2014, Harry tweets, quote, It's all fun and games until someone loses an eye. 
And Swifties speculated hardcore, is this a Wonderland reference with a change of lyrics? Probably more a Christmas story reference and he was watching that movie, mm-hmm. but I love the reach. On January 15th, 2015, so we're in the next year now, they both attend Caleb Followill's party in Los Angeles. And afterward, Taylor, Harry, and Haim go to a diner where they're spotted by fans. And one fan said on Twitter that Harry yelled, quote, don't worry, we're on good terms when he caught them staring. And that is such a Harry Styles thing to do. <laughs> so wild. Could you imagine that happening to you out and about? I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> I'd be so like I see you staring, you weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) On February 13th, 2015, the style music video comes out, which features a clip of the famous paper airplane necklace and home movie clips where Taylor is wearing outfits that she was publicly seen with Harry Styles in back in 2012. On February 25th, 2015, Taylor wins her first Brit Award and Harry's mom congratulates her on Twitter. No. Little crossover moment here with the Calvin Harris episode. Go listen to that if you haven't already. On May 17th, 2015, both Harry and Taylor attend the Billboard Music Awards, but she shows up with her new guy, Calvin Harris. This is that night where Calvin and Taylor go public with extreme PDA at this award show. And her and Calvin are sitting front row. And when Harry's on stage, he like glances in the direction and like quickly looks away and just avoids looking over there. I'd be pretty mad too. She looked so good that night. She looked so good. <laughs> she was definitely flexing. Oh, yeah. August 10th, 2015, Taylor follows a fan account on Tumblr that's called Taylor Allison Styles. It's giving when you write your first name and your crush's last name in your notebook when you're a kid. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> on September 4th, 2015, Harry unfollows everyone who did not follow him back on Instagram except Taylor Swift. He's so real for that. On October 15th, 2015, Taylor interviews with GQ magazine and talks about bad blood. Quote, you sit there and you know you're on good terms with your ex-boyfriend and you don't want him or his family to think you're firing shots at him. So you say, that was about losing a friend. And that's basically all you say. But then people cryptically tweet about what you meant. On October 21st, 2015, One Direction's music video for Perfect comes out and fans see... A lot of visual similarities between this and the style music video. Harry also wears a suit jacket in this video that's very, very similar to the suit jacket that he performed in at the 2012 Kids' Choice Awards, where he and Taylor met. In November of 2015, in several interviews, Harry is asked if Perfect is about Taylor Swift. He replies almost exactly the same every time, so media trained, and says, quote, With songwriting, everyone writes about a personal experience, but everyone can interpret it in different ways. Sometimes it's not what it sounds like, but sometimes it is. November 10th, 2015, a Haler fan retweets a post talking about how Taylor and Calvin do not make a good couple and she needs to get back with Harry. This fan retweeted with, quote, I need Haler to rise 2016. And Harry followed her after this post. On December 31st, 2015, the Out of the Woods music video comes out, which, as we've said, is the most Harry Styles song of them all. And that's three years after their public New Year's Eve kiss. And Harry Styles, not Harry Styles, HS, is on her wrist so briefly in a clip of this music video. You have to pause it. It's like a microsecond. And she wears a blue dress in the video, very similar to the blue dress she wore on that infamous boat in the Virgin Islands. 
Just insane. On February 1st, 2016, Harry tweets lyrics from 22 for his 22nd birthday. June 2016. Calvin Harris and Taylor officially break up. We're crossing over multiple timelines now. 2016 was a big year for our girl. So just go listen to all of the past lore to get caught up here. But they break up and she almost immediately starts dating Tom Hiddleston, another British guy. In the next month, July 2016, the Kimye drama happens. Taylor disappears, breaks up with Tom Hiddleston, starts dating Joe Alwyn. A lot of stuff happens. We're catching up to modern day, basically. No one saw her publicly for a year. She hides out, but that doesn't mean Harry's in hiding because on April 18th, 2017, Harry interviewed with Rolling Stone and opened up about his relationship with Taylor. We've got some quotes. We'll go back and forth to break it up here. Quoting the article, he was surprised, he says, when photos from Central Park rocketed around the world. Harry says, quote, when I see photos from that day, I think relationships are hard at any age. And adding in that you don't really understand exactly how it works when you're 18, trying to navigate all that stuff didn't make it easier. I mean, you're a little bit awkward to begin with. You're on a date with someone you really like. It should be that simple, right? It was a learning experience for sure. But at the heart of it, I just wanted to be on a normal date. I think that just confirms that they were real, like right there. Like, why would they be trying to milk a PR relationship? five plus years later when they're not talking and she's in a long-term relationship with somebody else. Also, Taylor herself says it. Her reputation's never been worse at this point. She hadn't had her comeback moment yet, so it would not have been good PR for Harry to talk about Mm -hmm. this. The article continues with, he's well aware that at least two of Swift's songs, Out of the Woods and Style, are considered to be about their romance. He says, quote, I mean, I don't know if they're about me or not. He attempts gallant discretion but the issue is she's so good they're bloody everywhere he smiles i write from my experiences everyone does that i'm lucky if everything we went through helped create those songs that's what hits your heart that's the stuff that's the hardest to say and it's the stuff that i talk about least that's the part that's about the two people i'm never going to tell anybody everything the article continues is there anything he's wanting to say to taylor swift today he says quote I don't know. Certain things don't work out. There's a lot of things that can be right, and it's still wrong. In writing songs about stuff like that, I like tipping a hat to the time together. You're celebrating the fact that it was powerful and made you feel something rather than, this didn't work out and that's bad. And if you run into that person, maybe it's awkward, maybe you have to get drunk, but you shared something. Meeting someone new, sharing those experiences, it's the best shit ever. So thank you. He also says, she doesn't need me to tell her they're great. They're great songs. It's the most amazing unspoken dialogue ever. God, I'm so, I love her and Travis together, but this is making my Haler heart pump. (laughs) I think, I know we're going to do, you know, do a little overview at the end, but I think he was a little shitwad earlier in the relationship, but you can tell at this point he's grown and matured and in his reflection really, really respects her. Context sake, November 10th, 2017, Reputation comes out. In January of 2019, Taylor and Harry both attend Ed Sheeran's wedding. Not so fun fact, Scooter Braun was also at that wedding. Interesting. And on August 23rd, 2019, Lover comes out. We're just kind of zooming through the years. They've stopped doing explicit interviews about each other, but we do have a couple interactions to hit still. I want to note that Scooter Braun being at that wedding was before everything happened with Mm. Taylor and her Mm. masters. So it's not like yep. Sheeran was backstabbing by having Scooter there. Like, she still didn't like him, but yeah. <laughs> she didn't hate him. 
on December 13th, 2019, Taylor Swift had her 30th birthday and Fine Line by Harry Styles comes out that same day. Interesting, Harry. Interesting move. On March 2nd, 2020, Harry interviews with Howard Stern and talks about people writing songs about him. He says, quote, I think about what it means to me to write a song about somebody else. And for someone else to do that, I think it's flattering. And ultimately, using Taylor as an example, she's a great songwriter. On March 26, 2020, Harry admitted to watching the movie Cats, which Taylor Swift was in. I'm so sorry, Harry. Yeah. And he didn't mention Taylor, but he said he watched Cats and she was in it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're giving you all the tea today, y'all. April 30th, 2020, Harry's cousin does a cover of Cornelia Street. On July 24th, 2020, I remember this day so well because Taylor announced that folklore was coming at midnight and was also One Direction's 10-year anniversary of being formed on The X Factor. That day, I was so excited. I was like, my childhood or my teenage years are back. (laughs) We're getting a new Taylor Swift album, One Direction's 10-year anniversary. I thought they were going to do more for it, but it's fine. It was a great day for me. Amazing. Yeah, I remember that too. And it was also triggering some of my teenage nostalgia because Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer was coming out, which is like the first Twilight book from Edward's point of view. It was a time. You had to be there. He had to be there. <laughs> On March 14th, 2021, Harry and Taylor attended the Grammys. Taylor was the first to stand and clap when Harry won his first ever Grammy, and they're seen hugging and talking for a few minutes. Taylor won Album of the Year for the third time with Folklore. The Recording Academy makes a post about Taylor winning this award, and Harry's mom likes the post. On May 11th, 2021, they both attend the Brit Awards although we don't really see them interact. And October 21st of 2022, a year and a half later, Midnight's comes out. Just going to plant that. We'll talk about songs next week. Oh, yeah. And on February 23rd, 2023, Harry and Taylor both attend the Grammys again. Taylor walks over to his table to say hello. They hug and chat for a little while. Harry wins album of the year for Harry's house. And some members of the crowd yell that Beyonce should have won during his speech. This must have hit home for Taylor, considering she's had a similar experience at the VMAs in 2009. She then stands during his speech while the vast majority of other celebrities in attendance remain seated. And it's very, very notable when she stands up. Yes, it's like he gets up there and you hear, Beyonce should have won. And Taylor shoots up out of a Mm -hmm. sign of respect and looks around. Like, don't fuck with him. (laughs) On October 27th of this very year, less than a month ago, 1989 Taylor's version came out and we got more tea. And that, folks, is the unabridged Taylor timeline. Ooh, how are you guys feeling? Because I'm feeling good. That was really fun for me. I'm personally feeling great. My question for you, Olivia, is when is the last time you think they hooked up? Hmm. I love this question. Okay, let me see. They let me review me my timeline. I want to bet January 2015 personally, because Taylor, Harry, and Haim got to a diner together afterward and are casually hanging out. And that's kind of the last time they're seen casually hanging out with each other like that. I would bet around then too, like January, maybe February, somewhere in there. I bet that's the last time that they hooked up, which is a lot longer than people thought. That's almost three years of back and forth. That's crazy. No wonder she wrote a whole album about it. Absolutely. And for those who don't know, Danny and I have a theory that the vast majority 
of the love songs on 1989 are about Harry Styles. So stay tuned for next week when we dive into that a little bit more. We have a lot of songs to cover because this is one of the few boys that Taylor has dated that is a songwriter and writes a lot of songs and good songs. I love Joe Jonas, but like he's not, you know. He's not the heart of the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, Nick Let's be real. And I think that a lot of songs that Harry wrote are about Taylor and a lot of songs Taylor wrote are about Harry. And we're just going to kind of break it down and have a song discussion because we're dealing with two really, really great songwriters here. And those songs provide additional context to this timeline. So like I said, if you think you know everything, you don't because the songs will fill in the gaps that you might be having in your head because there's just so so, so, so much here. Yeah, I think the songs add so much more to this timeline because we just kind of told you what was public knowledge, what we saw on social media, what we saw in paparazzi photos or source-based, you know, interviews and stuff. And we didn't really get a lot of the emotion that these two were feeling at the time. And I think we're going to get a lot more of that with the songs that we can tie into these moments that happened. Yeah, this was a very informational episode, just back and forth timeline. But this information is only exists because of extreme levels of emotion. And Taylor herself was talking about Out of the Woods at one point, and she was like, this song just proves that there's things that you guys don't know, but that I reveal through song. So <laughs> what mm-hmm. she reveals through song, what Harry reveals through song, will add context, but because it's speculation or could be fictionalized or dramatized for the story, for the song, they're left out of the factual part of this timeline. What did you, Taylor, learn this week? What didn't you, Taylor? Yeah, I was going to say, the better question is, (laughs) let me pick my favorite thing that I learned. This definitely isn't like the most groundbreaking piece of information, but it was just probably for me, one of the most more intriguing pieces of information that I learned was that there's fan speculation with some pretty like sound support. It's not necessarily evidence, but the reason why people speculate this, I think, is valid, that Harry may have been present when Taylor adopted Olivia. And I get it. Like, the girl who sold Olivia to Taylor followed both Taylor and Harry on the same day, insinuating fans think that she met them both that day. What's your favorite thing that you two learned? I Tay learned that they were seen in that diner with Haim, and he shouted the, we're, we're on good terms now, or whatever. I didn't know that. I didn't know that interaction happened. I think that's great. Also, actually, my second favorite thing I learned was that they were just absolutely swapping spit on an elevator. That's so fucking weird. Apparently, Taylor's mom was on the elevator. Oh, no! Lord, bro. (laughs) He had her juices flowing. Oh, God. That girl was aroused by him because making out in the elevator is some horny shit. You can't do that in front of strangers, in front of your mom. (laughs) That's actually my favorite thing I learned. Good for her. If they call me a slut, that's why. Because you're making out in an elevator. With for once. She was so obsessed. And I think he was so obsessed right back and... I can't wait to break down the songs to prove why I think that way. I was going to say, what are we talking about next week? But that's what we're talking about next week. We're breaking down the songs to supplement this juicy, juicy timeline that we gave you. 
Yeah, so you've got this episode to listen on your flight to Thanksgiving. If you celebrate, have to be with your families, and you need a break from them, come mm-hmm. listen to us. Come hang out with Pop us. Pop a headphone in at Thanksgiving. We won't tell. What are you thankful for this year? You're thankful that Tay Learning did all <laughs> of the research on Harry Styles and Taylor Swift for you. That's what you'll say. I'm thankful oh, for yeah. Olivia and Danny of Tay Learning. Yeah, maybe that can be our question this time. What are you thankful for? <laughs> I'm thankful that Olivia's fingers don't get tired of typing because this timeline is too good. Yeah, I did the timeline work and Danny did the song work for next week. So I'm excited for the songs. What are you, Tay, thankful for? Tay, thankful for. Well, on a serious note, thankful. I'm Tay, thankful for. I'm sorry, I can. It's just making me laugh. I'm Tay thankful for all of our Tay listeners. <laughs> okay, and genuinely, I do think our question for this episode what should be, what was your favorite thing you Tay learned? Because I don't feel like a lot of this is like public Swifty like knowledge. I'm not seeing a lot of these interactions, these interviews, these quotes, these direct quotes from these people circulating the fandom to kind of talk about her relationship with Harry. So I want to know what was the most surprising to you. In the meantime, you can hang out with us over on our social medias. We're on Instagram and TikTok at Taylearning Podcast. We're on Twitter, X, whatever you're calling it. I don't know. At Taylearning. Uh, you can go to our website, taylearningpodcast.com. Shoot us an email, taylearningpodcast at gmail.com. Those have kind of slowed down recently. Keep emailing us. I like reading them. Also, be sure to rate this podcast. That helps more people think that we're good and cool and fun and nice. So wherever you listen, I'd really prefer if you did five stars, but I'm not going to control your life, all right? You rate us how you deem appropriate. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can even write out what you think about it. And we'd love to read it. We read them all. And we even post them on our website. Yeah. Yeah. If you share an Apple review, we will feature it on our website. So if you want to be featured on the homepage of taylearningpodcast.com, go and give us an Apple review. For this week. For Hailer, my name is Danny. And I'm Olivia. See you next week for part two. Hasta la pasta. According to sources. There are pictures. Yeah, but I still have to say according to sources. But there's a picture of them walking hand in hand at 4 a.m. to their hotel. Allegedly. (laughs) What do you mean allegedly? There's photo evidence. Because I don't want people coming after us. Tell them to do their fucking research. I'll cut it out. I'm a legend in this room. Say that to the American law system. The judicial system has words for you, Missy.